good all the time. Amen. Amen. Let's go ahead and do the first offering of the day. It's going to be evangelistic offering. give your offering. I'll tell you how we do that. And the first offering will be um, as usual for those who like. Let me, let's read the scripture before we go to the offering. It's going to be taken from Luke 6 verse 38. It's a very powerful scripture. Luke 6. Please give me Luke 6 verse 38 and I can I'll go ahead and tell you. It doesn't really so give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down and shaken together and running over shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that she meets with all, it shall be meted unto you again. Amen? Amen. So we'll go ahead and give. And there are several ways to give your money. You can PayPal and Zell to ChristRevealed21 at gmail.com And then you can also scan the QR code. Could you please put it up so that um, those who don't have the um, they can use that to do that, but you can go ahead and PayPal and sell to ChristRevealed21 at gmail.com Then you can also scan the QR code that will be coming up shortly. Anyway, we'll just go ahead. We'll give you a few, yes, so you can just go ahead and turn your screens right now and go ahead and give to the Lord. Amen. Let's, let's say a word of prayer before Father, we just thank you for the opportunity to give. We are asking that as we give, many, many souls, many thousands of souls around the world will be fed by this amount that we are giving. And that many souls will also be born into the kingdom. And your perfect will will be done for the nation in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Shall we go around and please go around for those who are trapped have their money in their bags, or have their money in their socks, wherever you have your money, you can just pull it out and give to the Lord. If you, if you are electronic, you can go ahead and turn your QR code. Amen. Father, we just want to thank you. We give you praise and glory for the opportunity to plant seeds into your people. We know that they will come back in many fold to us. Amen. 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 Are you happy? You have to be happy. I, I, I say you have to be happy. You have to be excited. You know why? Because look, if you look at the things happening in the world, I don't know how many of you are very conversant with things happening in the world now. There, there's a war in Ukraine, which is kind of amazing. There's another war in the Middle East. There's also earthquakes in what? Afghanistan, there are a lot of things happening around the world, and it's, it's not a simple thing. It's not a simple thing, you know, so we know that God himself will show himself strong on our behalf. But you have to be happy, because there are many who are dead now, and people who are dying, you know, so be happy, be grateful to the Lord. Amen. Amen. We'll go ahead and do our first reading for the, the day, the Bible reading. Sorry, the, the verse of the week, which is taken from Acts 20, 
in verses 35. I know you know that scripture, but we'll say it again. Reverend is taking us through a very powerful time of prosperity, and we need to know these scriptures. Please don't just um, say it here and then forget it, but know it for yourself. Amen. All right. Acts 20 and the verse is 35. Acts 20 and the verse is 35. Amen. It will be appearing on your screen shortly. You can also look it up. Okay, so there we go. So it says that, I'll read as usual, I'll read it first. Say it together three times. Amen. Acts 20 and 35. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, verse 35. Amen. Amen. So we all say it together. Amen. Let's go. Acts 20, 35. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, 35. Amen. Put your hands together for yourselves. You've done a good job. Good job. Okay. So we'll say the second time and the third time together. Amen. Acts 20, 35. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring, ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Acts 20, 35. Amen. Amen. And we say the last time intentionally remember all the words that you are hearing. Amen. It says, um, let's go. Acts 20, 35. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring ye ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said it is more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. Put your hands together for the Lord. The Lord has done great things. And we'd like we'd like to invite our sister Joanna for the Bible reading of the we put your hands together for the Lord for her. Very powerful. reading from the book of Mark this morning, Mark 12, verses 41 through 44. And it goes, And Jesus sat over against the treasury, and, be, and beheld how the people cast money into the treasury, and many that were rich cast in much. 42. And there came a certain poor widow, and she threw in two mites, which maketh hard things. And he called unto him his disciples and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, that this poor widow has cast in more than all they which have cast into the treasury. 44. For all they did cast in, in of their abundance, but she of her but she of her one day cast in all that she had, even all of her living. Amen. Very powerful. Amen. Before the man of God comes, write our sister, take, take us through a short Amen. 
I'm all excited. You know, um, before I'm, I'm going to shortly invite Reverend David to take over. But I just want to, I just want to share with short of you. You know, um, we were, let me, let, let me actually read the scripture first. And then to just make it clear to you. It's taken from Acts 2 verse 22. Very powerful scripture. It says that, ye men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man approved of God among you by miracles and wonders and signs, which God did by him in the midst of you, as ye yourselves know. You know, um, um, the last time, the last time I was in Rwanda, right? So not this time, the last time, yes. So there was this guy who was almost dead. He was actually dying. So they came, they came over there, rushed and said, "Oh, this man is dying. They want him to be basically resuscitated." I swear, Goni, I can see it. But you know, long and short of it is that he was taken to the um, what do you call that? The stage. And we read pray for him. And then he kind of like then he he was taken down. Then after after the, the crusade itself, Reverend went down to check on him. He saw that the guy was still kind of like you know weak. He wasn't going to be you know alive. He wasn't you know. So he prayed for him. Told the guy that get up, and I said, Ah, this guy who was that, why should he get? How can he get up? This guy who was lying down, almost dying. But the guy responded to what he told him, Get up, he got up, and I said, I told him to run. I said, Ah, this guy who is weak, he's walking, how can he? Be? But he told the guy, Run, and the guy was running back and forth. And I mean, I don't know what to tell you now from now, but I want you to receive the man of God who is approved by God by miracles. Signs and wonders. Reverend David, come receive a uh, reverend with a clap of his shall be on our feet. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Holy, holy God Almighty. The great I am who is worthy.
is worthy. Father God, we worship you. We magnify your name. We thank you for all the great and mighty things you have done, you are doing, and you will do in our lives. We pray that none of us will live the same. We pray that those who are here, those who are watching, those who are listening, will be blessed because they came. In the name of Jesus Christ. As we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, may we glorify your name. Knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship, we'll be blessed. Because we came, we'll be blessed. We'll be blessed because we came. As we gather, and as we gather, may your spirit work within us. As we gather, as we gather, may we glow. Knowing well that as our hearts begin to worship, we'll be blessed because we came. We'll be blessed, we'll be blessed because we came. Steadfast love, step.
may take our seats in the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Praise God. We're going to continue with knowing God and becoming strong. Amen. Knowing God and becoming strong. This is the theme of the year. To know God and to become strong. Daniel 9. And when we know God and we become strong, what happens? Let's get our key text. Amen. Amen. Sorry, Daniel 11. Let's look at 31 and 32. Daniel 11, 31 and 32. Hallelujah. And arms shall stand on his path, and they shall pollute the sanctuary of strength, and shall take away the daily sacrifice, and they shall place the abomination that maketh desolate. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries, but the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Hallelujah. So, the people who know God are the people who will be strong. So, it means that you and I cannot be strong unless we know God. Hallelujah. And it is those who are strong in the Lord who do exploits. Hallelujah. Look at Ephesians 6.10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Finally, my brethren, after everything is said and done, be strong in the Lord, be knowledgeable in the Lord, be formidable in the Lord, and in the power of his might. Not my might, not your might, but his might. Because if you are strong in your might, then you are finished. If you are strong in your pastor's might, you are finished. If you are strong in that prophet's might, you are finished. But if you are strong in his might, that's where the victory is. Can I have an amen? Because no one is strong in themselves, but they are strong in the Lord. I can't be strong in myself because even the Bible that calls Satan the great dragon. Who the great dragon. Hallelujah. When someone is when they title someone great, even Alexander the Great, Cyrus the Persian, the Great, it means that they they've done a lot of conquests. They've conquered a lot of people, they've done a lot of warfare. I mean, Alexander the Great almost conquered the whole world. He conquered uh, uh, Egypt, uh, uh, the Persians. He conquered the Persians. And the Persians were people who were not conquerable. If you can use those words. Hallelujah. He conquered them. And when he was going to, his, his people were disgruntled. They wanted to go home to their families. But Alexander the Great, the Great decided to marry from the people he had conquered, the Persians, married and Whole, whole lot of problems came about. And because of that, the, his people were disgruntled. And he said, let's go to India to conquer them. But the people were tired and hungry and wanted, just, just wanted to go home. And then the elephants. Because of that, Alexander the Great had to retreat and died of either West Nile virus or malaria and died at a young age. But for that title, the Great... It means he did a lot. He conquered almost the whole world. Cyrus the Persian, he, he also did a lot of stuff. Now, the great dragon. So if you are now going to use our power, when angels can stand on the sun, 
the Bible says the, an angel was standing on the sun. So that's why it's God's might we need. That's why we have not been given power per se, but we've been given authority. Authority is delegated power. I thought you put your hands together for the Lord. Because there's always a power bigger than your power. If God just gives you power, then he'll give, okay, a pastor, he'll give this pastor some power. Then he'll give this other pastor some bigger power, depending on how they pray. Then he gives another, different, he gives different people different powers. Then someone will be able to conquer. But when the greatest power of the universe that created all things is backing you and gives you the authority, nothing can withstand you. I thought I would have an amen. So be strong in the Lord. Be strong in knowing that God is great. Be strong in knowing how God works. And in his power, in the power of his might, because he's the almighty, all-breasted one. He is the all-breasted one. And the all, that's what Jesus was saying. Don't call anyone Father, capital F, who is all-sufficient. Because there's only one, and that one is in heaven. There's only one Lord, one master who is in heaven because no human being can play that role of all-sufficient, all-breasted. El Shaddai, the almighty, the all-breasted one. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Amen. So we can, but we can call earthly father. We can, we can say, my, you can't call me David. You have to say daddy, the father. But I'm not the Father F, capital F. We can have spiritual fathers, not capital F. Otherwise, Apostle Paul will not say that, though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you don't have many fathers. Hallelujah. But not the capital. So he is the almighty, all-breasted one, sufficient. So we need to know how powerful he is. We need to know how great he is. We need to know how formidable he is. We need to know how super he is. We need to know how powerful he is. Hallelujah. So we have been given delegated power. And that's why Jesus Christ, as he was placed above all things. Think about it. Look, let's look at Ephesians 1. Let's start from verse 16. I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, or the eyes of your hearts are flooded with light, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. Every single person who is a born-again Christian has a calling. Many live and die without even knowing they had a calling. But the hope of his calling. Many are called, but few are chosen. So if many are called and few are chosen, when, if, they, if they say that in the DFW area, there are many people with Mercedes-Benz. It means that if you close your eyes and you open your eyes and you look, most likely the car you see will be a Mercedes-Benz. So you are most likely called. Ooh, I'm preaching here. You are most likely called. But can I have four people here to come? I'm calling four people. Please come forward. Now, four people, I was preaching in Cleveland, and then this revelation came. Four people have come. Because they've come, there's a banquet, there's billions of dollars, there's, there's health, there's good health, there are blessings on the other side. But I just said, come. I called, and only four came, the few, and they are choosing to go to the banquet. 
You can put your hands together for Jesus. So that's why many are called and few are chosen. Because not everyone will heed to the call. That's why. So the hope, when we know the hope of our calling is mighty, and the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, you and I have a priceless inheritance. All this is knowing God. Priceless inheritance. What do I mean by that? It means that the, the, the Old Testament and the New Testament, when you have your will, you are writing a will, it says, last will and testament. Oh, glory to God. Old will and testament, new will and testament. So God wrote his old will because the new will will not be understood. Christ needed to come. So God made the law or the Old Testament our guardian or to protect us to know that, look, we are sinful. We need a savior. So the old, the law and the old covenant was just a way to let the people of God know that, look, we are sinful, we need a savior. All these laws, we can't fulfill them. So it was a sort of guardian or schoolmaster or protector to protect us until Christ came and then handed us over to Christ. I mean, I get what I'm saying. And then Christ became the end of the law because in Christ there's no law. There's no this, do this, do that, do this. Just love your God and love your neighbor. You fulfill the law. Hallelujah. How many are getting me so far? So our inheritance, God has given us a rich inheritance. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Peace, joy, everything that is good, God has given to us. All good and all perfect gifts come from God. Comes from God. So all is from God. But that is our inheritance. God has written our inheritance. The, he's written his will, and our inheritance is written in the will, the Bible. Now, an inheritance, or when you write a will, it needs, you need witnesses. Otherwise, it's not, it doesn't hold. You need witnesses, and it needs to be notarized. You need two witnesses, at least two witnesses for a will. So God, the Son, wrote the will, or God wrote his will. And the son perfected it because it's Jesus who wrote his, his the word of he is the word of God. So God wrote his will, the word. And Jesus Christ established it and then had two witnesses. Who glory to God? Who are the witnesses? God the Father and the Holy Spirit. And they say there are three that bear witness in heaven and earth. That's a whole different message. But God the Father and God the Holy Spirit were witnesses. And Jesus signed the will with his blood because it needs to be signed. Hallelujah. Now, the will usually is in force or active or the, in, the, the, the people who are, inherit, who are to inherit the will can inherit it when there's a death. Usually, when the person dies who wrote the will, then the people start to read the will. I remember when my grandmother's will was read. Because everybody was watching. Some would know before, but everybody's watching. How many are getting me so far? In the same way, the Son of God had to die for the will to be in force. Because he died, you and I are recipients of the will now. Not yesterday, yes, uh, yeah, I mean, thousand years from now. We are recipients now. And there always needs to be an executor of a will. Somebody who makes sure that a will is established. 
So he rose from the dead to make sure that it's established. I, mean, I don't know if you get what I'm saying. He rose from the dead to execute, to make sure that the will is sure. But we need to know the glory of his inheritance in the saints through this prayer. This is a prayer, Ephesians, the prayer of the Ephesians prayer. But this is not what we are talking about. This is just an added bonus. Let's continue, verse 19. Verse 19, verse 19, please. And the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe. The exceeding greatness, the great and mighty power of the universe, of God, that works in the believer. That same mighty power, next verse, that raised Jesus Christ from the dead which he wrought in Christ, which when he raised him from the dead, the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead wasn't a small thing. Maybe later on I'll talk about the shroud of Turin or whatever, the, the shroud. That scientifically, even today, you can't recreate the image that was on the shroud. How many know about the shroud? Yes, the, 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 his robe, the, the burial cloth that they used to bury Jesus. The resurrection it was, I don't know whether some rays, some radiation, whatever it was, you can't reproduce it with all the technology. It shined on that robe that it, it made an imprint of the person in the robe. Hmm. It's the science, they did a lot of scientific studies on it. We'll talk about that later on. And you see, <laughs> it's wild. Even now, you can't, you can't reproduce it with all the science. Which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him, that's Jesus, at his own right hand in the heavenly places. Far above. Far above. Far above. But Jesus is God and he didn't need to be put above these things. I mean, Jesus created the things. He didn't need to be put above it. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. Someone, the creator doesn't need to be put above his creation. He's already above. But it will be explained. Far above all principality. We are, you are now wrestling against principality's powers. Now, Jesus was placed far above principalities which are fighting and powers which are fighting and might. And might and dominions are higher than principalities and powers. And every name that is named. Jesus, when he rose from the dead, was placed above all principality, power, might, dominion, and every name that is named. Not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. Oh, glory to God. Let's continue. And has placed all things under his feet. And hath put all things under Jesus' feet. And gave him to be the head over all things to the church. King James, when you say to the church, what does to the church mean? Don't worry about verse 23. Let's go back to 22 and look at NLT to find out what this to the church means. Glory. Quickly, please. Quickly. NLT. And God has put all things under the authority of Christ and he gave him this authority for the benefit of the church. Glory to God. So Jesus was placed above all these things, not because he needed it. But as the second Adam, he needed to be placed above all these things 
for our benefit. So that if he is above all these things, you and I are above all these things. He's the head, we are the body. Glory to God. Did you hear that? He is the head and I'm the body. Ephesians 2. So these are, we are talking about knowing the Lord. Ephesians 2, let's look at from verse 6. Am I preaching to somebody here? Okay, let's start from 4. Let's use NLT. But God is so rich in mercy and he loved us so very much that even while we were dead because of our sins, he gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. It's only by God's special favor that you have been saved. So God gave us life when he raised Christ from the dead. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. Very important. Because this explains, good, explains what we just read in Ephesians 1. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ. So as Christ was being raised from the dead physically, we were being raised along with Christ from our, the deadness of our sins to eternal life. And we are seated together with him. So remember that when Christ was raised, he was raised and set at God's right hand far above all the problems. Now this verse is saying that when he was being raised to be placed far above all these things, we are raised with him. And we are caused to sit together with him. Who glory? Did you get that? In the heavenly realms, all because we are one with Christ. Jesus. So it means that Christ Jesus is at God's right hand and our spiritual position is at God's right hand. It means because God placed Christ far above all principality and power, it means that you and I are far above principality and power. So where is the witch coming from? Why are you worried about the witch when you are above the, the, when you are above the witch's master? Oh, the witch is coming after me. Oh, there's witch in my hometown or whatever. Africans. But there are witches in America also. The witch is in my hometown. Oh, there are covens. They have meetings. Coven, co meet, witch meetings in Minnesota and different parts of the world. U.S. They, 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 wow. It's not just in Africa. Hallelujah. So, how can the witch? We're having a, a, a crusade, and then some witches came to give their lives to Christ during the crusade. I didn't say, I just, they just came. They just time to pray. Some of the pastors were afraid. Especially when they brought the witch, the, the things, brought them and put them on the floor. Then, oh, 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 before I realize, why is he? Why is he? <laughs> but we are above all these things. I said, we are above all these things. Even the great dragon, we are above him. Because of the authority Christ has given to us. Majesty, worship his majesty. Unto Jesus. Be all glory, honor, and praise. 
majesty, kingdom authority flows from his throne unto his own, his anthem rings. So exalt, come on. So exalt, lift up on high the name of Jesus. Magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Majesty. Worship his majesty. Jesus who died. Jesus who died is now glorified. King of all kings. Hallelujah. The part I was looking for was kingdom authority. Flows from his throne unto his own. Hallelujah to Jesus. So, he, he, we are above all these. But do you know that you can have power but not know it? Not, not many of us watch these Captain Marvel and Infinity Wars, all these things. But when you watch Captain Marvel, initially she didn't know she had power. How many remember? Oh, yeah, right? Phoebe. She didn't know she had great power. And was letting the enemy defeat her. When she realized that she has power. Whew, unstoppable. In the same way, you and I, if we don't read and know God, we will not know the kind of power God has given to us. In terms of the authority, backing, we will never know. But it is when we know that we will do exploits. But we don't know. I said we don't know. I said, we don't know. But from today, we know. I said, from today, we know. Hallelujah. Taking territories. So we've read a lot. And we are going to continue. I just wanted to give us a few things before we continue. But how many can get what I'm saying? How do we get to know him? We talked about some of them. One thing was that we need to study his word. We need to study his word. Don't take a verse and force your idea on it. <laughs> take a verse and get what the verse is saying. Hallelujah. And I gave the example. I, If I be lifted up from the earth. Uh, where is that verse? Uh, John 12, 32. Many people have used this scripture. Many people say, and when I am a King James, if they only read it from NLT, they will not interpret it. He says, and when I'm lifted up on the cross, I will draw everyone to me, myself. But King James, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. So some people forget about the earth. 
And they say, I, and I, if I be lifted up, will draw all men unto me. So what does it mean? So people say, let's worship him and praise him. Because when we worship and praise him, he'll draw all men to him. You can, there are many verses for that. But this is not it. Whew. Unless you have a physical cross here that you'll be able to, yeah. let's look at it in NLT again. Unless we have a physical cross at home or in a church, and then we take Jesus from heaven, and then we, when, and when I am lifted up on the cross, that we lift him on the cross. No, this verse, Jesus was saying, let's go back to King James. When I am crucified on the cross and I'm lifted up on the cross, I would have fulfilled the will of God and it will be finished. And because of what I will be doing on the cross, all men will be drawn to me. You and I are in church now because of the cross. I don't know why I'm preaching to somebody here. Verse 23 even goes further. Most people will not read 23 when they are preaching that kind of way. Verse 33, sorry, 33, 33, 33. This he said signifying what death he should die, not what worship he should give. Ouch. So these are examples of studying the Bible well so that what God intended through the verse, we will be able to experience it. Am I preaching here? Amen. We know God more by loving him. Did we talk about that? By loving him. How many only love the Lord? It's a great thing to love the Lord. He manifests himself to you. It is beautiful. The next. By praying to God to reveal himself to you. And we read it from Ephesians 1, 16 and 17. By praying to God to reveal himself to you. Ephesians 1, 16 to 17. 17. Let's read it again by NLT. <clears throat> what do you think? Very important. We need to pray to him. I have never stopped thanking God for you. I pray for you constantly. This Ephesians prayer is a prayer, very important prayer. I pray that prayer for myself all the time. Apostle Paul saw it fit to always pray and not to stop praying this prayer for the church at Ephesus. And Ephesians, the church in Ephesians, it was like a majestic church, a church full of miracles, power. I mean, they knew their rights and privileges in Jesus Christ, the church at Ephesus. Even the way the, the, the epistle is written. Asking God, the glorious Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. Asking God to give you spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you might grow in your knowledge of God. So we need to pray, God, I want to know you. I want to know your heart. I want to know you. I want to know who you are. I want to know what you like. I decide, because I want to know him, I try to find out what you like. I mean, if you want to know someone, I need to go to find out what, what they like. <clears throat> Imagine those who are about to marry. 
The one who says, I love you, doesn't even think about what you like. They are not interested in what you like. They don't care about what you like. Now, the guys, some guys fall short with that. They, they, it's the women who understand what I'm talking about. Some guys, ah, but I'm doing this, this, that should be okay. Why is the problem? Why is there a problem? This is okay. This is satisfactory. Why are you complaining? But the women understand. Um, am I shouting here or preaching to somebody here? Will you be happy if the person doesn't want to know what makes you happy? Doesn't want to know what makes you upset? They just want to say, I love you. I love you, baby. I love you, baby. You are proving the word, I love you, baby, by finding out what does she like or he like and not like. Glory to God. It's the same with Jesus. It's the same with God. If you want to love him, that's why he's written the Bible. He wants you to know what he likes, what he doesn't like. He wants, he, he, he's very excited when we know that this thing, God doesn't like it. This thing, God likes it. When I realized that the one who mocks the poor insults his maker, I said, hey. The one who is generous to the poor honors his maker. I said, ah. One person can sing, I honor you, I honor you with tears. Another person can say, God, I honor you, has not sung yet, but is giving to the poor. And God says, yes, you've honored me. And shake your hands. This is the singing. Then imagine like David, the third person, who is giving to honor God and singing. That one there, God will be like, please, give me more, more, more. I want more. Why do you think David was a man after God's own heart? I want more. David was a man after God's own heart, not because he was just worshiping, but he was proving his worship. He, he proved his worship. By his actions. So when he says, as the deer panted after the water brook, so long at my soul after you, he's acting it out. And God can see that this man, his soul is hungry for me. God can see. That's why God says, Jesus said, second person of the Godhead, he said to the woman at the well, God is a spirit. John 4, 24. God is a spirit. Let's look at it. God is a spirit. In fact, let, let's read the story. Let's start from 20. Let's read it. NLT, please. I don't know I'm preaching to somebody here. Someone is singing, but has not honored God by helping the poor or with their substance, whatever the verses in the Bible that say honor God. It's not just help the, help the poor. But if you can find a verse and you do it, God says, if you help the poor, you are honoring me. And you do it. So imagine, let's have three people. So you are the one who honors God and sings. You are the one who honors God by helping the poor, and you are the one who sings. Let's see. Okay, they cannot see. Okay. <clears throat> now, let's see what God will say. God, just sing, I honor you. I honor you, Lord. Okay. I honor you, Lord. Now, you have not sung. 
but you are distributing to the poor. Just distribute. Act to that. You are distributing to the poor, and you are singing. I honor you. Let's see. I honor you. God. You tell me, who is the best to God? This one. Who is the next best to God? This one. This is the last, because you didn't worship in truth. Because you had, it's, Jesus said, these people, he was quoting from Isaiah, these people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me. It's not a matter of what you sing. It's a matter of what you do. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So me, when I'm not doing it and I'm singing, I say, God, help me. I don't just face my I don't just face my God, help me. If he says, God, I'm willing to live and die for you, I say, God, help me to do it. I don't sing it because you're always singing. It's that thing. Even if you are saying, God, help me to do it, and you are singing it, then God knows that you, you know that he need help. Oh, am I preaching here? <clears throat> Come put your hands together for them. So tell me, why is it that you Jews insist that Jerusalem is the only place of worship? While we Samaritans claim it is here at Mount Gerizim where our ancestors worshipped. Continue, going to 24. Jesus replied, believe me, the time is coming when it will no longer matter where you worship the Father, here or in Jerusalem. You Samaritans know so little about the one you worship. Why we Jews know all about him? For salvation comes through the Jews. It's the same for, that's how it is. But the time is coming. And it's already here. When true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, the Father is longing for anyone who will worship him that way. It means that there are many worshippers, but not everyone worships him that way. That's why he's looking for that's why he's looking for people who worship him that way. Because it is not common. Verse 24. For God is a spirit. So those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. Now let me look for that verse for you. These people honor me with their lips from Isaiah. To show that it's not... <clears throat> hey. So I just try to be practical. Matthew fifteen eight. <clears throat> Wait, let, let's let's look from Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. Isaiah twenty nine thirteen. This is where God said it, and Jesus quoted. <clears throat> Jesus quoted a lot from Isaiah and the Psalms. And so the Lord says, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far away. And their worship of me amounts to nothing more than human laws learned by routine. Because let's sing. Let's say it. When we are praying, let's pray, worship. Oh, oh, let's worship the Lord. But you are thinking about how you are going to insult someone. You are thinking about how you are going to swindle, take money from, or swindle someone, or cheat someone. Hey, 
especially in kids. There are some places where you, I mean, where I just flew from. People, whether you are Christian, sometimes when we are doing crusades, Christian, non-Christian, it's like you always have to be careful. Otherwise, they will mess you up financially. So, as you are there, and you are singing, or you are praying, you are thinking about how you are going to say that this amount, this, this transportation is $1,000, no, it's $300. You are thinking about it as you are saying, God, I worship you. I'm preaching here. And the Lord says, these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me, and their worship of me amounts to nothing. That's so, you understand why I was saying what I was saying? More than human laws learn. Now, let's look at what Jesus said as he quoted this in Matthew 15. Let's start from 7 to 8. Seven, please. Seven to eight. Let's start from, let's go to five. Amen? Five. Five to eight. But you say you don't need to honor. Okay, look at this. Let's start from one. Now, this is very important. This talks about honoring your parents. You see, when God says honor, don't tend to it, otherwise we'll waste time. But Proverbs 3, 9, and 10 says, honor the Lord with your substance. Honor the Lord. So you honor someone with substance. Now, I always used to ask, I want to live long. God. What can I, the Bible says in Ephesians 6, 1 and 2, or 1 to, yeah, 1 and 2, or 1 to 3. It says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it will be well with you and you live long on the earth. And I want to do that. I don't want to die early. God, what should I do? And I was always trying to figure out what does it mean to honor daddy, mommy. I told you that you'll be late. Let's go to the verse we're looking for. Matthew. Matthew what? Matthew 15, 1. Good. Put your hands together for whoever is there. <clears throat> Some Pharisees and teachers of religious law now arriving from Jerusalem to interview Jesus. Please. Why do your disciples disobey our age-old traditions they demanded? They ignore our tradition of ceremonial hand washing before they eat. It's important to wash hands before you eat, otherwise germs. Hallelujah. Jesus replied, and why do you by your traditions violate the direct commandments of God? For instance, God says, so it means that this is not the only violation they commit, but this is one of them. For instance, God says, honor your father and mother. And anyone who speaks evil of father or mother must be put to death. Now, we are not going to be putting people to death, but some people who dishonor parents in a wild way for realize incurable disease. I mean, that one is between God and them. I don't know. Imagine someone slaps your father or you slap your, you slap your mother. There are people who do that. Or you let your parent beg you for money because you're angry with them. Look, anytime I hear some crazy story, I always ask, what happened to that person? Because I don't expect that the person is doing well. I always expect that some death or some wild, bad thing happens. I mean, 
that the, the statistics, when I read the Bible and I, I always ask, what happened to this person? What happened to this person? It's always bad. I'm not saying, I'm talking about extreme slapping parents, letting the parent beg you because you're angry. There's, uh, there's someone whose father or the mother, widowed mother, he was providing for her in Africa. And he, she, he got angry or she got angry with the mother. Because of that, even the, she's even begging for a toilet roll. I asked, what happened to this person? I, I would have said, no, it's not possible that they are doing well. So I asked, what happened to this person? Of course, to be clear, what happened to such a person? Because of the Bible. It's not, I, I can't have power to wish evil. I just believe the Bible, and the Bible says, anyone who speaks evil of father or curses father, let them be held all these things. In the same way, when you do well for daddy, mommy, you also get a blessing. But you say, you don't need to honor your parents by caring for their needs if you give the money to God instead. Now, many Christians and pastors don't do well with this one. Because if I was going to give my father a present and I say, let me sow a seed to the man of God. Terrible. Or let me use this money and give it offering. No. That's what the Bible is saying. You don't need to, but you say you don't need to honor your parents by caring for their needs if you give the money to God instead. So God is not interested in that kind of money. Next verse. And so by your own tradition, you nullify the direct commandment of God. You hypocrites. Now this is very wild. So it's the same setting. So because they were not encouraging the people to honor God, but said, give it to God instead. Sorry. Because they were not encouraging the people to honor their parents, but said, whatever you're going to honor your parents with, give it to God or give it to the man of God as a seed. You still die in it. If you want to live long. Let's assume someone has cancer and they want to live long. Don't give it, sow it to the man of God. Sow it to your parents so that you can stand on Ephesians 6, 1 to 3 to God. God, your word says. But which verse are you going to say? God, your word says. The sowing to the man of God. God, where is it? You hypocrites. Isaiah was prophesying about you when he said. About you. The people who were convincing them not to honor God. These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from away. Their worship is a farce. For they replace God's commands with their own man-made teachings. Eesh. How many time is that? But how many are getting what I'm saying? So you and I, this, this just applies to honor father and mother, but it cuts across so many things. What does it mean? It just means, just know how God is. Know what he likes. Know what he doesn't like. I've come to see that God likes certain things. Doesn't like certain things. So I try to avoid the things he doesn't like. And the things he likes, I try to do it. I might not get it right, but I'll try to do it. At least when I meet God, it's not possible that God will say, you didn't try. 
He will say, maybe you tried and you didn't do it well, but as for the trying girl, he will say, I tried. Hey, like Captain Cohen. She said, I know exactly what I'll tell the Lord Jesus when I see him face to face. I know exactly what I'm going to tell him. I'm going to tell him that, Lord, I tried. I tried. I did it the best I knew how. I'm not a word. I'm just out of time. Shall we stand to our feet? Let's speak to the Lord. Let's speak to Jesus. Let's ask him to be gracious unto us. Lord, be gracious. Lord, we want to be true worshipers who know you, who know your heart. We want to know your heart. We want to know you more. We want to be true worshipers who will worship you, O oh God, in spirit and in truth. For you are seeking for such. You are seeking for such. You are seeking for such to worship. We want to bless your name. We want to worship you. We want to honor you, Lord. We want to glorify thy name, Lord. Touch us, O oh God. Tell the Lord that you are not perfect, but you want to try. You want to do his will. You want to please him. You want to bless his name. You want to honor him. Oh, Jesus, we give you praise. We give you all the glory, all the honor, all the praise. Just bless him and speak to him. Just bless him. Just bless him. Give him praise and glory in his house. I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more I know you, Lord. So beautiful. So beautiful. So beautiful. 
when we know him, we want more of him and love him more. One more time. I want more of you. I want more of you. More of you, Jesus, in me. And I want more of you, Jesus. The more I know you, the more, the more. Father God, you make our lives so beautiful. It is worth more serving you and knowing you. We want to know you more. We want to know your heart. We want to know your heartbeat. We want to know the things you like. We want to know the things you don't like. We want to know the things that break your heart. We want to know the things that give you joy. May we fulfill these things, O oh God. May we please you in all we do. In the name of Jesus, we worship you. Whilst we are praying, if you know in your heart that Jesus Christ is not your Lord and Savior, you watch him, and you know that you are not born again. You know in your heart that if you die today, you do not know whether you go to heaven or hell, but you want Jesus Christ to save you. You want Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life. The condition for salvation is to believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and God, the Son of God, that he died on the cross for our sins, his blood was shed for your sins, and that God raised him from the dead. If you have faith and you believe these words, according to Romans 10, 9 and 10, you will be saved. And of course, you need to repent of your sins. Shall we all repeat after me? Heavenly Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus Christ. I confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. I believe that he died on the cross for my sins. I believe that his blood was shed for my sins. I believe that God raised him from the dead. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and come into my life. Forgive me for all my sins and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. From today, I belong to Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. amen. Father God, we thank you for salvation. Thank you for Jesus. Thank you for the cross. We worship you in Jesus' name. Amen. You may take our seats. It's time to pay our tithe and give our offering. When I pay my tithe, I don't expect a lot of financial woes. I don't, no, 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 mistake. I don't expect any financial woes. When you say a lot, that's wrong. I don't expect financial woes. I don't expect financial difficulties. I expect my money to be secure. Glory to God. So I want to encourage you to pay your tithe and give an offering, good offering to the Lord. Father God, bless our tithe. Bless our offering. 
in Jesus' name. May every verse that applies to giving, all the benefits that apply to paying tithe and giving, may those be our portion. For your word says, Lord Jesus, that it's more blessed to give than to receive. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. You deserve lifting up my hands. You deserve the praises from my heart. For all you've done. Father God, bless our tithe and offering in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, oh God, for your blessing in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. What a powerful, powerful service and preaching that we had. Reverend David, God bless you. Amen. Knowing God and being strong. Pray that God will continue to strengthen you and God will continue to reveal to you the things that are dear to his heart so that you'll be able to impact it to the people of God. Pray that God will continue to expand your faith on the left and on the right in the name of Jesus. Amen.